0: morning good afternoon whatever time of day it is where you are back for another live here on the real diet story just waiting for amanda to come on and join me she should be starting soon there she is hello amanda good morning whatever time it is
1: Hello. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I uh I woke up this morning, and I said to my husband, "I'm like, I could go back to bed," so I did. <laughs> and I slept another like hour and a half, and I'm like, "Oh crap! What time is it?" Like when you wake up and you have no idea what time it is. I'm like, "I hope I didn't sleep through the live. I didn't." <laughs> No, I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, Good.
0: What's that? Good, good. I'm glad you didn't sleep through the live. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's awkward enough for the first two seconds when I'm here by myself without you.
1: (laughs) So today we are talking about weight loss, intentional weight loss, wanting to lose weight, and how to do that, if you should do that, what's it all about? And you're not wanting to subscribe to diets. You don't want to punish your body. You don't want to restrict your body. You don't want to go on that roller coaster that you've been on for many years because you know diets don't work. But you're like, you know, maybe you actually feel really bad in your body that has nothing to do with appearance. It's just... Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard for me to go hiking. It's hard for me to walk up the stairs or do a hike um, or, you know, go up a hill. Or I feel low energy. I feel the extra weight and I don't like how that feels, you know, on my body. Maybe you're having health impact due to the extra weight. Um, and so I thought this was a, would be a good discussion to have because, you know, we believe in body autonomy, we get, you know, others get to choose what they want to do with their body. So that means if you want to lose weight, then you have the autonomy to do that. Um, But we have been taught that the only solution to weight loss is diets, Mm -hmm. diets, or, you know, regimented exercise. And so I Mm -hmm. thought this would be a good discussion to have today, because what if you want to lose weight? What, what, what? What 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 happens? And you don't want to diet. So this is not my expertise. <laughs> this is your <laughs> So this is what, you know, and it is the fine line of, I know you don't approach it as weight loss is is the goal. I know that's not your approach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, what do you... What do for, you
0: the, for the most part. For right. the most part. I don't always automatically think that weight loss is necessarily a bad thing. In certain circumstances for certain people. But for the most part, for most people, I think that it's a terrible idea. (laughs) Like traditional purposeful weight loss. (laughs) Even if your body feels terrible. Even if you feel miserable in your body, you feel terrible, you want to lose weight because of all of these reasons. I think for most people, most of the time, focusing on weight loss is the worst thing that they can do and is actively not only making them less healthy and feel worse, but it's making them heavier. Okay, explain. So, four main reasons why. When you focus on weight loss, what What's the immediate thing that, that happens when you think I have to lose weight? You start thinking, I have to restrict my intake, I have to eat less, and I have to move more. Most people treat moving more for the sake of, ex- for the sake of weight loss as punishment. So it becomes punish- punishment, it becomes a chore that's very easy to skip, especially if the scale doesn't go down the way that they want it to, and then they just stop doing it or they do too much of it because they're trying to out-eat, trying to outwork their fork and all of this kind of stuff. And with the restriction, as soon as you start thinking, I need to eat less so that I can lose weight, the first thing that happens is your brain goes, oh my God, we're gonna die because we're not allowed to eat the things that we used to eat, that we wanna eat, that we need to eat because what are we gonna do? We're gonna die. And so your brain starts creating all of these cravings, compulsions, Obsessions over the thoughts of food and all of the things that you're no longer allowed to have and it forces you to cave It forces you to cave and to crave so dieting and all of the restrictive mindsets that we have around food actively create overeating compulsive eating binge eating all of these behaviors that we try so hard to stop doing Excuse me. It's actively contributing to those things so that's going to make you less healthy. It's going to contribute to weight gain over time, right? It's been proven that weight loss efforts are more likely to contribute to weight gain over time than, than, weight, than sustained weight loss. So that's the first thing. It also exacerbates stress and emotional eating because the thought I have to lose weight is stressful. It's a pressure. It feels terrible there's so much dread, there's so much judgment, there's so much shame around all of those thoughts around weight that it contributes to stress and emotional eating because you're trying to soothe those feelings. Why did you gain weight in the first place, right? Probably because you were emotionally eating a little bit. So if you're contributing to negative emotions through worries about weight loss, it's gonna contribute to eating in those ways. So that's the second reason. The third reason is that it, cre- it contributes to or even creates Um, self-punishing behaviors because what happens when we gain weight for most most people when we gain weight we judge ourselves for being bad I'm not I'm not I'm a failure I screwed up I did it to myself I'm bad I'm weak I'm undisciplined I lack we think all of these things about ourselves when we've gained weight or when we eat the wrong things And when we feel, which makes us feel bad about ourselves, and when we feel bad about ourselves, what do we do? We treat ourselves poorly, usually by punishing with more of the things that make us feel like crap and potentially contribute to weight gain. And then the last reason is that it ignores the cause. Right. If all you're doing is focusing on weight loss and trying to make external changes to what your body weighs, you're completely ignoring how and why it went on in the first place or how or why you're stuck in patterns of eating that make you feel like crap. You're completely ignoring that. And you don't have the energy to address it because you're so focused on all of the crap around what it's gonna take to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. So those are the reasons why I say it makes you unhealthier, way more unhappy and is probably contributing to weight gain. Okay,
1: so say you're at a weight that you don't feel good at. You don't feel good in your body, and has to do with with appearance, it just has to do about how you want to feel. Maybe you're you're working on loving yourself more, and you want to love, yep. your, treat yourself in a nicer way. That I think is should be more maybe the goal versus I need to lose weight. It's like I want to change. One hundred percent. That I want to you know give it things that so. and move my body in ways that feel good.
0: Yeah, so we wanna take the focus off the number on the scale or the size of your pants. We wanna take the focus off of that. And we wanna turn the focus inward on, how does it feel to live in my body today? Because it doesn't matter what choices you make today. It doesn't matter what you do today. There's nothing you can do to change the number on your scale today, right? Well, I mean, you can by, you know, eating lots, it goes up and you know, whatever, like you can adjust it, but you can't change the size of your body today is what I'm saying. You can't, you can't impact how much body fat you're carrying today by the choices that you make today. But the choices that you make today can impact and usually, excuse me, usually do impact the way it feels to live in your body today. Right. And so that's what we want to focus on. We want to focus on what's how do I feel what does it feel like to live in my body today and if the answer is not great then we want to look look at okay so why what's causing me to feel not great in my body today and we want to do a little audit on all of the things that are contributing to why we don't feel good what's causing it and what we what we can do about it so we want to turn towards what we're feeling Instead of away from it, right? Because anytime we feel terrible in our bodies, we instantly blame the weight and we think I have to fix it and we get stuck in all of those patterns of thoughts around I have to fix it, I have to fix it. And we're we're trying to change it without listening to it, without turning towards it. We're resisting it, we're fighting it, we're trying to ignore it or numb it, but we're not turning towards it and listening to it. So focus on how we want to feel and turn into the things that we're feeling in our bodies so that we can listen. Because everything that we're feeling in our bodies on any, any given moment in the day is communication. Like mm-hmm. our body's talking to us all day, every day. It's telling us how it feels and, and communicating to us what we need. So we turn inward, look at why we don't feel great, what's causing it, what are we feeling, and then what can we do about it? Well, what's it's ca- causing it and what can we do about it?
1: And this is a little bit off topic, but it's kind of like the example that I gave you this morning. I woke up I've had two nights of like crappy sleep. And I don't know if it's like the weather change or I'm not sleeping well. And I woke up this morning, got up, had breakfast, had my coffee, got our daughter off to school. Who am I kidding? My husband got my daughter off to school <laughs> <laughs> and drank my coffee. <laughs> but I I'm, I'm like, I feel exhausted. I feel like I could go back to bed. I have the privilege of being able to do that because I have, yeah. I have control of my, my schedule and I was able, because I'm able to listen to my body and honor it. I'm like, my body's telling me I need to go back to bed. I did. I went back to bed and I instantly yeah. went to bed for another hour and a half. My body needed that. And I've gotten to the place where I'm so in tune that it's automatic for me to listen to my body. And that, yeah. that was a skill I had to practice. Actually, I actually hired a coach. To- oh, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a learned skill.
0: But the, if the sad thing is, that's a really good point, because the sad thing is, it's not, it's actually an innate skill that we're born with. We are born into bodies that we know how to listen to.
1: We've been conditioned not But to- we
0: unlearn it. We, we get conditioned, we unlearn it, we get conditioned to, to ignore it, to fight against it. So if you had gotten up this morning and you were somebody that was blaming your weight for everything, and you woke up this morning and you went, oh, I'm so tired. The first thing you're going to do if you're blaming your weight for everything, like most people do, is you're going to think, oh, I need to lose weight. Because obviously my weight's to blame for everything, which, which is what most people do. They're blaming their weight for everything and then so focused on weight loss that they're not tuning in. So immediately you think, well, I'm tired because I need to lose weight. So what am I going to do today? I'm going to restrict and I'm going to exercise and I do all the things that I'm supposed to be doing to try to change the size of my body someday down the road. Right? That's what most people do when they feel tired or when their body aches or when they, that's what they start doing. Instead of just pausing and going, okay, so wait a second, why do I feel tired? Well, because I slept like crap last night. Okay, so what can I do about it? Is restricting my intake or get, starting to exercise the solution? No. Going to sleep is the solution.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. So I kind of so
1: get, did I get you off track?
0: A little bit. That's okay. Not really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to it, getting in your body how it feels today. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: every morning you're just gonna start getting up. You're just gonna start tuning in bringing your attention inside your body, and listening. What am I feeling right now? Forget the weight, forget what my body weighs, because I can't change that today anyway. So what am I feeling right now in my body? Based on that, what does my body need? So if it's stiff, so a lot of the time I hear things like, it's stiff, It's, it's hard to move around, it's stiff, it's hard to move around, and again, Most people instantly blame weight. I need to lose weight to have more energy and to have my body more mobile. Bull. (laughs) Like weight is not automatically an indicator of how much energy you have or your fitness level or how mobile your body is. I'm telling you there are some unbelievably strong, fit, athletic, in shape, phenomenally gifted women who can outrun, outlift, outjump, outstretch me all day long and always could. Right, It's and not an automatic indicator.
1: I 100% agree and that's often what I tell people is the, the size of your body is abso- has absolutely no indication on your health. However, what if you're somebody that knows, I don't move my body through the day, I sit all day.
0: Yeah, so that's going to, it's gonna to contribute to stiffness. It's gonna to contribute to your body stiffening up over time. And if, again, if you're blaming your weight for that, what's the first thing you start to do? You start to restrict and you start to exercise. But most of the time when people think about exercise to fix the weight problem, they think about things like cardio or, or lifting. Okay. And if your body is already stiff, doing things like that that have the potential to build more muscle may make it even stiffer.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: not the solution if your body is stiff and immobile from sitting all day. Then the solution is to start working on mobility drills and yoga and stretching and things like that to get your body more fluid. That's not to say there's not a place for cardio or for lifting, but you have to understand what's like what specifically is the issue that's that's causing me to feel this way and what is the solution for the specific issue. Right. Right? Versus just automatically blaming weight for everything. So If you're sitting at a desk all day, obviously your body's going to start stiffening up over time, and that is true, by the way, regardless of body size. Everybody's body does that.
1: I live in a thin body, and you know, this past with the pandemic, I'm I'm working like almost all with clients online, so I'm sitting at my desk way more, and my back has been killing me. So I was like, oh, I'll go get a massage. Well, the massage isn't fixing the issue it's just treating this dumb the issue is i need to move more and so yeah one, one of the first things i did is i bought a standing desk and that is that has had the biggest impact on my back because i'm not sitting in in a hunched position even if i'm like mm-hmm. I remind myself to change my position while i'm sitting standing i automatically do that and sometimes when i stand on the list of music i dance
0: yeah <laughs> you move around
1: <laughs> and so I finally clicked. I'm like, going to massage isn't going to fix the issue. That's not the core issue. And I think that's what you're trying to get at. It's like, I'm sitting too much. So it means I need to stand and maybe like, so, you know, I go for a walk. It's not every day. I'm going for a walk after this, but you know, going for a walk, go, we go on hikes on weekends. And that's, that's how I like to move. That's how I like to move my body. I don't like to do anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and and I, you know, I, I commented yoga and stretching. Um, and I should have said with the caveat that I hate those things. <laughs> I hate them. I have I hate it is not popular opinion. It's not what I'm supposed to say. I hate it. I hate yoga. I hate stretching. I always have. But it's part of why my body used to hurt all the time. Because right. I wasn't doing those things. And I was it, it made me prone for injury back problems, neck problems, shoulder problems, hip problems, all of it. So I had to start doing those things a little bit. And the way that I did it was by recognizing that the pain that I was feeling in my body, I did the same as you, I went to the massage, I went to physio, I went to Cairo, I did them all none of them helped. So finally I went, okay, Ronnie, like you're going to have to get your shit together and fix this on your own. Cause like, obviously there's something else going on here. And that's when I started realizing that it was muscle stiffness from just not stretching in the ways that my muscles needed to be stretched. So I started seeking out exercises for the specific areas of my body that hurt all the time. And I started just specifically doing those. And in the beginning, I would use yoga videos because for me, a stretch is, oh, okay, done. (laughs) Like I can't stand to just sit and stretch. So I would have to do some short yoga videos to make myself like follow along and sit through those moves. And I would do it, not loving it, but knowing that it was going to help reduce my pain, knowing that I was listening to my body because the pain, the tension, the tightness was my body saying, listen, you are seizing the F up. And we've got to get some lubrication going in these muscles again. And how do you do that? By starting to stretch. Whether you like it or not, that's what your body's trying to tell you when you're stiffening up. So we're not going to blame the weight. We're going to start stretching it out.
1: Right. And your, your
0: purpose
1: is to reduce pain, not to lose weight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's to make your body feel better to live in today. If you have a sore back or a sore neck, assuming you don't have some sort of other injury, like physical injury, five minutes of stretching it out will make an enormous difference in how it feels to live in your body today. Same thing with just going for a walk will make an enormous difference in how it feels to live in your body today. So there are so many things that you can do every single day that will improve the way that it feels to live in outside of changing weight. And those are the places where we wanna start. We wanna start with, what do I have control over today? What is my body telling me it needs today? And what can I, what things can I do about it?
1: So then let's talk about, you know, you've mentioned a few times the emotional eating. And and yeah. You know, I, I have friends who, you know, they, they don't focus on food. Like, well, so what I'm, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is, they don't like making food. Mm-hmm. they don't have time to prepare food and so mm-hmm. what their body is just whatever randomly that they that, that they can get and so mm-hmm. you know and then there's distracted eating mm-hmm. and then you know that's one thing that I learned is as I started to have digestion issues I need no music no show I need to be present during the eating process because if I'm distracted, I'm not actually paying attention to when my body's saying this is, this is enough food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was overeater. Yeah. overeater. Like I will eat, yeah. but always eat until I felt pain. And that was my indicator that I had to stop. Yeah. And that, that was what, what I did for a long time until I started having digestion issues. And I'm like, okay, I need to be listening to my body more. I need to be tuning in. And so like that presence, that being in your body, that listening to it, um, really helps me. Yeah. So, so so is that there, there's that component and then there's, yeah. So really hate self or I'm I'm dealing with trauma or I'm really stressed in my life or there's a pandemic. And so I'm going to self-soothe with food.
0: So, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk kind of about all of that under the, under the heading of eating for reasons other than physical hunger. And i'm going to preface that with the statement that eating for reasons other than physical hunger is not always a bad thing
1: oh yeah So i'm going to
0: talk about it so i'm going to talk about it but i'm going to talk about it from the assumption that it's not necessarily a bad thing it's only a bad thing if it's making you feel sick okay so anytime i say that's what i mean if it's eating in ways that are making you feel sick so eating in ways that aren't serving you and are potentially contributing to weight gain. So right. what's causing those? That's what you want to look at. That's what you want to get into. What are the patterns of thoughts and behaviors that are causing you to eat in those ways that contribute to weight gain? So I already talked about around food that happen from dieting. Okay. So restriction is one of them. Soothing,
1: um, oh, are
0: you freezing? Am I? Freezing? Uh, I don't know if
1: it's me. I, I think it's you. But can we can you start at the beginning? Where you said you're you're looking at the cause of eating that's leading to weight gain?
0: Yeah, so I, I like to use the phrase self destructively. So just eating self destructively eating in ways that aren't serving you what's causing it? So, and I talked before about restriction from dieting, like food restrictive mindsets and all the rules that we create around what we're allowed and not allowed to eat. That is a huge part of it. Emotional eating, self-soothing, mindless eating, right? All of those things can cause it as well. And anything that that falls under that category. So fear, um, you know, any emotions that cause you to, to, to sort of, um, Want need to soothe with food. And one of the biggest problems with emotional eating is that we become so programmed to soothe and fix everything that happens in our bodies with food that a lot of the time it takes a lot of practice to recognize the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. So huh. you really have to start tuning into your body again and relearning, when am I physically hungry? When am I physically full? And what are all of the extra times in the run of the day that I'm eating when I don't necessarily need to for my for physical health? And then again, without judgment, right? Because a lot of the time when we're emotionally eating, that's as important as when, we are physically, when we're eating for physical hunger because we don't have any other tools to be able to manage emotions. So if we don't have any other tools to be able to manage the emotions that we're feeling then eating for that eating to cope is at that time necessary because you don't have any other tools so it's just as necessary so that's why i say it's not always a bad thing if you're you know eating for reasons other than physical hunger but it's really just about let's okay let's look at my eating patterns And what's contributing to me not feeling my best in my eating patterns? What thoughts and behaviors are contributing to why I don't feel good? And let's change those. Let's change the patterns of behavior that I'm stuck in around food so that I can start wanting to eat better things. Because when you start changing the patterns that are driving those eating behaviors, the eating behaviors just naturally start to shift on their own. You don't have to force anything You don't have to try to willpower or change anything you just sort of go back to your natural state because again just like the movement thing that i was talking about before and 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 understanding what your body is telling you being that sort of innate skill so is eating we're born into bodies that know how to eat we're born into bodies that want to feel good that know when they're hungry that know when they're full and the problem is we just unlearn that and we get conditioned with all of these patterns of behavior that contribute to eating in ways that are not always productive or in our best interest. So that's what we wanna look at. That's what we wanna focus on. And when you take the focus off of weight and trying to change all of the externals, the symptoms, because that's really what the weight gain is, it's a symptom of something else. When you take the focus off of that and you focus on the causes of it, then you start having more power to start shifting things a little bit. And when I say weight gain is the symptom, Again, that's not automatically assuming that it's a bad thing. I've gained some weight in the past couple of years. I'm not the size that I was four years ago. And the symptom or the cause of that weight gain for me is because I prefer to have two eggs at breakfast with a piece of toast instead of one. I'm, I just feel more satisfied. And I prefer to be able to have um, a little bit of extra, you know, mayo or something on my sandwich at lunchtime like like little tiny things like that will contribute to weight gain over time and i prefer to do that yeah i prefer to feel a little bit more satisfied even if it causes weight gain you know a little bit of weight gain just because i'm happier that way i'm happier being in a bigger body i'm happier learning to love my body at a bigger size i love being in a size that's bigger than it used to be, and learning to value and accept my body at this size, I never could have done that before. So just because you're, you're gaining weight and the, the weight gain is a symptom, again, I'm not, I don't mean to suggest that that's, it's always a bad thing, but it's just about looking at the cause. So for me, this, the cause of my weight gain are the things that I just said. So weight gain is the symptom of those things. When I understand that, I can look at it from the perspective of, okay, Well, it makes sense that I've gained some weight and it's cool, so I don't have to worry about weight loss right right yeah was I going somewhere else with that did you ask me something else Um, no we were talking about trauma or something too and you were talking about the 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 thoughts and and emotions and stuff
1: well yeah it's and so there is an emotional emotional impact you did mention like if somebody doesn't have the tools in order to handle trauma, emotions, feelings in their body, and they're using food to self-soothe, then trying to fix it through food isn't going to fix the solution, right? Like, you know, and of how you're, you're, do you have something going on internally that needs to be addressed first? And then what happened, what I, what I would assume, what would naturally more happen is when you're actually addressing the cause the food will, the eating will take care of itself eventually.
0: It just naturally shifts on its own. Absolutely. No longer and you're... when you learn other coping strategies, when, so today, let's say today you're an emotional eater and you have zero other coping strategies for life. The only strategy you have is food. Eating to cope with stress is the best choice that you can make today. Because right. it's the only one you have to get through the day. You've got to do that. But that doesn't mean to suggest that you have to keep doing that forever while you're using that tool today you can learn new ways to manage stress going forward so that you don't have to continue only relying on food because that it's not a healthy coping strategy to always only be able to rely on food right you want to have other strategies as well so that's not always your only go-to So long term, you work on shifting that you work on finding new coping strategies. And all of this stuff is what I teach in my cognitive eating academy. You know, we really dig into all of the underlying causes of what what's causing people to overeat or to eat compulsively or obsessed over their weight and hate their bodies and all of those things and emotional eat and work on building new strategies for managing it all we work on creating new coping strategies and working with um getting in touch and in tune with our bodies again reconnecting with our bodies again and and really listening to what they're trying to tell us so it is possible to do those things you just have to learn how and weight loss focusing on weight loss is the worst thing you can do about it (laughs) and the other thing that i would add too is um you know, when I was talking about what are the things that are causing me to feel terrible in my body today, we talked about the fact that we can get stiff because we're not exercising. We talk about the fact that maybe we're tired because we're, um, you know, not sleeping well or whatever. But what we didn't talk about was the emotional causes of feeling terrible in our bodies, because the thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves and about our bodies and about the fact that we have to lose weight All of those things and the fears that that stem from all of those things have an emotional toll they cause emotions they cause you to feel badly fear has an emotional toll on your body it's exhausting as well so if you're tired all the time like all of that stress and the judgment all of that stuff that you're feeling around your body and the obsession over losing weight and the worries what if I don't all of those things are having an emotional toll, and that has an impact on what it feels like to live in your body. It causes you to be more tired. It causes you to be more de- to be less motivated. Sorry?
1: And it's, it's not, not just the weight.
0: Yeah, it's not just the weight. One of the things I hear clients say often when they start doing some of this work is, I feel so much lighter now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they haven't lost a pound. mm mm-hmm because it's it's like an it's emotional weight that we carry. And that is exhausting. The constant fight over what am I gonna eat today? What should I eat today? How am I gonna make the scale go down? All of that stuff, those obsessions, they are all consuming and exhausting. They have an emotional toll on your body you. and the physical toll on your body. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what we wanna do. We wanna focus on what's it feel like to live in your body today? What's it feel like? What does your body feel like? How can you shift that? What are the things that you're doing that are contributing to it not feeling good? How can you shift that? How can you turn inwards into your body? Listen, turn, start to listen to it when it's communicating with you versus trying to punish it or shut it up or numb it or ignore it. Turn into it and listen and then give it what it needs. So we've talked about that. Um, we've talked about dealing with the underlying causes of eating self-destructively, right? Eating in ways that don't make us feel good or eating in ways that cause weight gain. If, if we feel like the weight gain is self-destructive. Um, and so when we start shifting out of all of those things, like a lot of my clients will tell me, um, that, you know, after a while they start noticing that the some of the weight just sort of starts. Uh, shifting on its own like they have they're not even trying the pants are starting to get looser um I don't like advertising that fact because I don't like focusing that on that as a as a good thing it it just is what it is like some people experience that some people don't um but if we want to talk about purposeful intentional weight loss because I mentioned in the beginning that for some people I don't always think it's necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. We have to look at the person's history, first of all. If the person has a history of dieting for any length of time and restrictive mindsets around food and disordered eating, which P.S. most people who have this history of dieting are disordered eaters, but if they've got a history of those things, intentional weight loss is the last thing in the world they should do. Last thing they should do. If they don't, if it's just somebody who's put on a couple pounds because they just don't know what's in what they're eating – and they haven't tried you know, anything like that before, then the best thing for them to start doing is to start just learning about what's in what they're eating and what their body needs and connecting with their body and, and understanding how much extra they might be eating that their bodies don't necessarily need and, and, and you know, looking at food that way versus automatically just restricting everything. Because the second you start trying to restrict everything, your brain is going to make you start craving it. So we don't want to restrict anything. We want to start looking at, okay, so again, what caused it? And, and where can I start to reduce a little bit? So, you know, there are things that you can do to sort of reduce, reduce caloric intake a little bit without completely restricting and overhauling and, and doing all of these things that are going to put you into a restrictive mindset, right? So you can start doing some of those types of things, but only like, like a very small percentage of people. Most people shouldn't be doing that.
1: I'm going to give you an example. So my husband the other day says to me, he's looking in the mirror. He's like, I think my belly's getting bigger. And I'm like, like, why, why do you think that? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I can see it more. My, my pants are feeling a little bit tighter. And I'm like, okay, so what, why do you think, you know, what's causing that? And he's like, I think it's what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. And, And I said, do you think it's what you're eating? Or do you think it's the amount that you're eating? Yeah. And, and, you know, so, and I I always say, I'm like, I don't believe in restriction. I will never promote that. I said, but maybe you need to just tune in and realize what you're eating, how much you're eating. And so like, he was telling my family the other day what he eats for breakfast and it's, Mm -hmm. he will make bacon, then he will take bread and cook it in the bacon fat and then put put mayo on the bread and then the bacon and then two eggs. And then sometimes he will put like a sausage on it and then another piece of (laughs) fried bacon bread. (laughs) He's eating good. My my mom's a nurse and she's like, what's your like, and she knows he has high pressure. And I mean, we don't know if that's the cause 100%. And he's like. I don't have high blood pressure she's like because you're on medication for it like that's why you have high blood pressure (laughs) yeah anyway so I think once he finally shared openly what he's actually eating I think that helped make it actually sink in for him because he's got ADHD so presence being in tune with his body is not his strength and so I him speaking out loud finally made the connection like Maybe it is what I'm eating. And so the other day, <laughs> he's like, honey, he's like, I got rid of half of the bacon fat. <laughs> there you go. So but that's, that's the point. That's the
0: thing, right? He, that's exactly the point.
1: Having the bread cooked in the bacon, because it gives it a nice crispy layer. He, he, that is important to him. But he's like, well, maybe I'll just reduce the amount of bacon fat that I cooked the food yeah. in me like I think that's a good representation of what what you were saying. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. And so the other thing that I would th- the first thing that I would suggest for somebody like him because that's a like a lot of stuff that's probably not making his body feel great. <laughs> so the first thing that I would suggest is not that he tried to change any of it. It just notice how does he feel after he eats breakfast first of all.
1: But he feels he joy. So Just
0: start having him just. Start <laughs> having <laughs> him-
1: <laughs> <laughs> some joy. Joy. Food is very important to us. We eat a lot for pleasure, right? So he would feel, yeah, joy, yeah. but often he starts making, oh, yeah, oh. that right. And here. so he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't tune in. So I'm like, honey, and I so I'm, I'm like, what does this mean? Like I'm trying to bring it into presence for him. And so I'm yeah. like, what is that? That oh, like, what is that telling you right now? He's like then maybe i should stop eating and maybe that i'm full and sometimes he chooses to listen and sometimes he chooses not to listen
0: so he that's that's a really great point so here's here so here's what i do with clients so so have him describe specifically what it feels like like get descriptive about what it feels like well my stomach is distended i feel food up to here i'm like nauseous. like have him just get descriptive about it so that he remembers that right and then when so and and so yes like like you were saying he's starting to reduce a little bit in in some of the things that he's eating. Yes, because we don't want him to feel restricted. So we want him to reduce a little bit in ways that still make him happy because we want mm-hmm. him to be happy with what he's eating. Yeah. So if he has no history of dieting, restricting all all that stuff, right. just have him start reducing a little bit of what he's already eating but not enough that he feels restricted. Right. Because the other thing that happens when when we when our bodies lose weight they start to shift into survival mode not just our brains but our bodies our metabolism starts to slow down so that we we gain weight even faster like a lot of things start to happen in our body that cause weight gain weight to go back on uh faster than before because our body is trying to correct for the fact that we've lost weight so a lot of things happen so You want to have him just start reducing a tiny, tiny little bit so that almost like if he does start losing, it's so slowly that his body's not noticing that it's happening. Right, because what's
1: happening is he, at one point, he reduced too much and then he was starving all day. Yes. Yes. so you it's I said the reason why you're really hungry is because your body's was used to a certain amount of food and now you're not giving it and your body is not adjusting I'm like so if you do want to reduce what you're eating in the morning and, and his most important meal is breakfast um I was like maybe you want some snacks in the morning to 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 do that or like you said Yeah,
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't try to change anything about what he's eating. I would just very, very tiny little ways just a little bit start reducing how much of it but again, not so much that he feels restricted. And so again, this is why not focusing on weight loss is so important. Because if you're if you're just focusing on weight loss, the whole going really, really slow thing is going to drive you nuts and you're instant you're going to want it off immediately. So you want to do it so slowly that you don't even notice that it's ha- your body doesn't notice it's happening so that it doesn't freak out. And if right. that means it's only 10 pounds a year, so be it. Then that's, that's what it is just super, super slowly. And so the thing that I have that I practice with cl- that I have clients practice um, to help them start uh, recognizing what they're about to eat and why they want to eat it. And, and you know, how it's going to make them feel I call it the saner method so before you eat or while you're eating if you're if you're eating and you want to you want to um check in with whether or not you're ready to be done stop just stop for a second that's the s a ask ask yourself some questions what do I want why do I want it how am I gonna feel if I eat it? If you're already eating, how am I gonna feel if I keep eating? And then when I, said, when I commented to you before about have him describe what it feels like specifically in those moments, when you ask yourself, how am I gonna feel if I keep eating? Remember specifically what it felt like. That's why we want the specifics because we want you to specifically remember my stomach's gonna be distended, I'm gonna be throwing up in like we want you to specifically remember those, those details. And then ask, do I want to feel that way? And that's the key. Because a lot of times, what you may notice is you'll hear yourself say, I don't care, I just want it. A lot of people will do that. Yeah, I, I don't care, I just want it. So so then we want to bring attention to the fact that, okay, you're about to eat something that you know is going to make your body physically sick. It is a conscious choice at this point. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be sick? Don't you want to feel good is the next question we ask. Don't you want to feel good? Why would you want to be sick? Because whatever that underlying reason is is coming from something. Something is driving that. Usually it's a self-punishing type behavior. If you are actively eating something that you, are, that you know is about to make you sick, that's self-punishment for something. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Or it's coming from restriction or both. So we want to ask those questions to build awareness around why, why am I about to eat it? And then N is notice. Notice what's going on in your body. Notice what your thoughts were just thinking. What was I just thinking about? So maybe I was just thinking, oh, I'm so fat. I need to lose weight. Notice what's happening in your body with that thought. Oh, I feel all this stuff going on. My chest is tight, my stomach is sick, I got butterflies, and my heart's beating faster. Notice what's what's happening in your body. Because that's what's that's what's gonna help you recognize why you're about to eat that thing. The thoughts that you were just thinking and the feelings that you have in your body, those things are driving your behaviors. So you want to stop and notice. Stop, ask, notice what's happening, what you were just thinking. Extend yourself compassion, kindness. Normally, when we eat things that make us feel like crap, we crap on ourselves, right? We feel worse about ourselves, we feel guilty, we feel shameful, we feel awful, we feel like we did it to ourselves, that just contributes to self punishing behaviors, it contributes to more eating in ways that make us feel like shit. So we're going to extend ourselves compassion and kindness for whatever choice we make, because whatever choice we make in that moment is okay, and respond from love. So the choice that we make that we do end up making needs to come from love, not fear needs to come from love not fear because when you're caught up in what should i eat what shouldn't i eat how can i lose weight i need to lose weight all of that is fear when you're making choices from fear you are not connected to your body and what you need so respond from love sometimes eating the cookie or emotionally eating is the most loving choice that you can make because you don't have any other options but just respond from love whatever choice you make have it be from love so that's my stainer practice and he can practice that while he's while he's Eating his bacon fried bread or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I how does that all fit in your body? Like anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, it's amazing how much stomach can stretch.
1: <laughs> okay, Ronnie, we have gone forty seven minutes. Way over. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and my tongue talk too much. <laughs> eat me <laughs> we're talking about food I'm like I think I need to go fresh listen up. to your body <laughs> okay lady thank you for a great discussion I loved all of your points I think everybody needs to know this and learn this and so because I think sometimes what happens is people are like I don't feel good and the only solution I know is diet exercise and I don't know any other way of dealing with this and i think what else do i do yeah so thank you so much and it's
0: yeah it's really really important to recognize that those are not the solutions they're part of the problem yeah yeah okay cool thank you we will talk to you soon bye you've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.